This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, October 20th, 2023. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, a special program about labour and peace in the world. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. Singing for peace. We're singing solidarity. Singing for courage. Singing down walls. This is Radio Labour. The organization which represents trade unions globally has called for an immediate ceasefire in the Israeli-Hamas conflict. The International Trade Union Confederation represents national union centers such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. In a statement released today, the ITUC calls for a ceasefire and the return of all hostages and people held without legitimate legal reasons in Gaza and Israel. The Confederation is also calling for a major humanitarian effort for the people of Gaza and others displaced since the conflict began on October 7th. It has repeated its call for all governments to strive for peace and towards the realization of a two-state solution with an end to the occupation and two sovereign democratic countries living in conditions of lasting peace, based on United Nations Security Council Resolutions 242 and 338. The ITUC's fight for peace in the world is long-standing. Its position on peace was recently reinforced by the ITUC's newly elected General Secretary, Luc Triang, in his acceptance speech at a special online congress, October 12th. He emphasizes that there can be no peace in the world if the rights of working people are denied. Our world is going through serious geopolitical storms. There are armed conflicts in every region. And military coups are again the order of the day in many places. The global race for more armaments has never really gone away. But it is now accelerating again. World military expenditure grew by 19% over the last decade to reach a record high of over 2 trillion US dollar. We all see that the daily reality is moving into the wrong direction. Refugee flows, usually from those who are weakest in society, are increasing. Since the start of this year, over 100 million people had fled war, violence and persecution. And the impacts of climate change are driving more and more people to flee. As a trade union movement, we are at the heart of the peace movement and we must continue to strive for dialogue to resolve existing conflicts and prevent new ones. This helps our members. This helps the weakest in our societies. Striving for peace is striving also for democracy. The failure of governments over many years to ensure the social contract is driving more and more people to the political extremes, fueling the extreme rights, exposing the vulnerable and eroding solidarity. The global architecture for peace and democracy must be underpinned by the new social contracts 
at the global, but also at national level. And what we see is also that the line between autocracies and democracy are blurring. When dialogue between states and the people breaks down, when nations flirt with autocracy to pass unpopular laws, when parliaments are put aside, when governments deploy state forces to quell lawful resistance, democracy is on the line and working people suffer the consequences. Across the world, we continue to see social regression rather than social progress. Authoritarian government responses to the different crises are on the rise, and the interests of companies, ultra-rich oligarchs, and the finance sector continue to predominate over the well-being of the majority of the population. And besides the direct and indirect consequences of war in a difficult geopolitical context, where workers are also suffering from the climate crisis, the food and energy crisis, and high inflation, which continues to undermine their purchasing power, pushing many of them further into poverty. The state of social justice in the world should shame us all. The top 1% has taken 38% of all wealth accumulated since the 90s, whereas the bottom 50% has gained over 2% and 685 million people still live in extreme poverty. Over 50 million workers are in modern slavery and at least 160 million children remain in child labor with numbers going up again after decades of decline. Every year, 3 million workers die at the workplace and hundreds of millions are injured or made ill because of work. More than 60% are working in the informal economy without any labor protection and 4 billion are excluded from social protection. These attacks on rights and the lives of trade unionists and indeed the converging crisis that we are facing need an all-encompassing response that will build more sustainable and resilient societies. A transformative agenda with social justice at the centre. The IGC Congress last year launched our global trade union demand for a new social contract. It is our programme to create a peaceful world with decent and climate-friendly jobs for all with just transition at the centre, with robust systems for public health and care. It calls for, our new social contract calls for, the creation of decent and climate-friendly jobs for all through investments in strategic economic sectors such as care and sustainable infrastructure, which just transitions and the formalisation of informal work. It calls for right for all workers, regardless of their employment status as promised in the ILO Centenary Declaration. It also calls for living minimum wages, pay rises to face the cost of living crisis and real and rapid progress on equal pay for women and men. At the current speed, women will only be paid equal wages in 257 years from now. It also calls for universal social protection, for equality, ending all discrimination on the basis of gender, race or any grounds. 
And our new social contract also calls for inclusion with a truly inclusive multilateral system and fundamental reform of international trade and finance. And colleagues, equality, equality must also apply just as much within the trade union movement, in our structures and in our programs. The ITUC has made progress on many of these areas in the last years, in the recent years. But today, the odds are stacked against working people and we need to do more. The core of our work is international trade union solidarity. International trade union solidarity. In a world where capital and companies are global, where our income and rights are systematically attacked in a coordinated manner by governments and employers, the way forward for trade unions is to strengthen our international cooperation and action. Workers of the world unite. That was already nearly 200 years ago, the slogan of the first trade unions. It is not different today. Workers of the world unite. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top stories section included links to a call by the International Trade Union Confederation for governments to respect trade union rights or face increasing poverty and inequality. Other top stories this week include denunciations of the Swedish government as it prepares to deport Belarusian trade unionists who face persecution at home, the severe challenges facing African platform workers as they begin to organize on a large scale, and a global survey of trade union statements on the Hamas-Israel war. A random sample from our news pages today includes articles about a planned platform driver's walkout in India, the formation of a union by IKEA employees in Japan as that country's unions gear up for a fight to win large wage adjustments, and a victory for military nurses in Botswana. On our Working Women news page, you'll find stories ranging from India, where women rural development workers marked the start of the third month of their wage strike, from the United Kingdom, where World Menopause Day saw a reboot of the push for workplace rights for people experiencing menopause, and from Afghanistan, where women food systems workers struggle to feed themselves, their families, and their country. Stories appearing on our health and safety page and Newswire this week include the deaths of 21 journalists who were attempting to cover the Hamas-Israel war, the deployment of heavily armed police to some South African schools as violence directed education workers continues to rise, and ongoing asbestos concerns expressed by public sector unions in a number of countries ranging from South Africa to the United Kingdom. Our current photo of the week is a shot of strikers marching through Paris on 13 October when a national general strike called attention to the need not just for inflation-fighting wage increases, but the equitable, gender-neutral distribution of those wage increases. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the request of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight urgent appeals for online solidarity with trade union activists in Georgia, Iran, and in Mexico. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. 
Look for details of this and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is a Shelley Murray song, Singing for Peace. We're singing for peace. We're singing solidarity. Singing for courage. Singing down walls. We'll sing without fear. And before all authority. Singing as darkness How can we turn this thing over? Who has to make up their mind? Raise your hand and a fist, you'll end up on a list while the leaders go on with their war crimes. And we're singing for peace, we're singing solidarity, singing for courage. Singing down walls, sing without fear, and before all authority, singing as darkness falls. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.